Hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to When Hustle Meets Flow, and I am your host, Christy Dole. Super excited about today's conversation that I'm going to let you guys listen to here in a moment. Um, it is with a guest named Shiloh Don. I met Shiloh at my plant medicine retreat in Austin, Texas. She was one of the facilitators. So if you have been listening to my podcast, I have officially had all three of the women on my podcast. Shiloh is the last. Emily was a guest a few months back. Um, let's see. Emily was a guest. Morgan of Akashic Alchemy was just on a few weeks ago and her partner, um, wife and just cosmic soul sister Shiloh Don is the guest today. So Shiloh is this beautiful, tall, um, majestic looking woman. She really is like the first time I ever met her, I was like, wow, like she's very tall. I think she might be six feet. Um, beautiful, wonderful, like warm smile eyes that just really draw you in. And as I began to get to know her and work with her and be supported by her in that space, it was so clear to me that she is out of this world. <laughs> she is not of this world. I mean, it's, it's, you'll have to, you'll, you're, you'll hear in our conversation, but today's conversation, we cover all kinds of things. So Shiloh is a teacher of multidimensionality. She tells you what that means. Um, and we talk about, you know, what the, the, what dimensionality means, what the field is. We talk about sacred geometry, the galactic family, aliens, astral travel, um, star seeds, it, you know, the age of Pisces moving into the, we, we, we had such a full, delicious conversation that I'm so excited for you guys to listen. So without further ado, please welcome to the podcast, Shiloh Don Pure. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is Christy Dole. You're listening to When Hustle Meets Flow. Today, I have a very special guest. Um, her name is Shiloh Don. She is a teacher of multidimensionality. She will tell us what that means in a moment, but I want to just share, I met this amazing, I was going to call you a creature, but amazing person at the retreat that I did in Austin. And to say that meeting you has been such a gift and has opened up so much um, information and possibility would be an understatement. So I'm just so happy that you're here and we're going to have a discussion about all the things, all the magic that you have and that you bring. So welcome to the podcast, Shiloh. Thank you so much for having me. And I must say, it's been such a pleasure getting to meet you and having you in my life as my Gemini soul sister. It's also been such a pleasure. So thank you. I'm grateful Aww. to be here. Yeah. So real quick, the retreat that I went to was in May and it actually fell on our birthdays. It and did. So my birthday's May 28th, her birthday's May 29th. And I was feeling a little nervous about being away from my family, but the way it all transpired, it was so beautiful. And there's, I have more than one family, which is just so nice to know. Okay. So Shiloh, tell everybody just a little bit about yourself um, and what you do. Okay. So uh, I recently just moved to Austin, Texas. I'm originally from Canada. 
Um, found my way to Austin, which I absolutely love. The community here has just been so special so far. Um, and as you said, I'm a teacher of multidimensionality. So I've really been a student of my own spiritual growth um, since as far back as I can remember. And I realized that I had a gift at a very young age of accessing higher dimensional fields. Um, and it wasn't until I started expressing this to other people that I realized that, you know, this isn't something that everyone consciously has access to. So I've learned a skill set just through my own years of learning of how to teach others how to consciously have a safe and very powerful out of body experience, mm -hmm. uh, teaching others how to tune their frequency to tune into higher dimensional fields. Um, this is a space where we get to connect with our higher self and deepen that relationship with our higher self, which um, really ignites our intuition and deepens that intuition and that trust with self. Um, and I really feel like, you know, as we start to go through this ascension and um, the frequency on the planet starts rising, you know, so many people are waking up to the idea of us being multidimensional. So I love bringing that to others because it's a deeper understanding of exactly who we are and what we're capable of accessing and then how we can integrate that back down into our physical form, assisting in our human experience. Mm, so juicy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's, I want to just break that down a little bit and, and maybe sure. define a few things. Can you talk to me about higher dimensional field? What is that? Like if you could just break it down for somebody who's maybe never heard of it. Yeah, of course. So we are currently in the third dimension. There are an infinite amount of dimensions that we have the ability to, to tune into. Um, us as being lower dimensional beings in the three-dimensional realm, we only have the ability to access so many higher levels of dimensions. So a lot of people have the belief or maybe the misconception that a dimension, a higher dimension is like way out in outer space. It's in another galactic system. And that may be, but it's also right here, right in our um, you know, plane of existence around us. And to access these higher dimensional fields, um, it's just a tuning of our frequency. Just as if you can think of um, tuning into a radio station, right? Mm -hmm. So the three-dimensional realm is maybe a 98.7, but you want to tap into the 13th dimensional realm, which is going to be on 104.5. So it's just tuning that frequency, to raising our frequency to be able to tune into that dimensional field. And um, the benefits of tuning into these higher dimensional fields is there's higher levels of information um, stored in these spaces. Mm. So we get to receive higher levels of, of information and anchor that back down, which heightens our level of awareness and heightens our level of consciousness. Got it. Okay. So when you say the third dimension, we know that we're on the third dimension because the third dimension is like, we can feel touch, taste, sense. That's, that's the third dimension. Yeah. And was there a time where earth was in a different dimension? I've heard earth started in 1D and then moved into two and three, and we just moved into five. So it, I'm curious about that. And if so, like what, like when I think of two dimension, it's like a paper. It's like mm -hmm. a drawing on a paper. There's no texture. There's no, so is that, is that real? 
to that? Is that like, what do you know about that? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, there's so many, there's so many theories out there, right. Of mm -hmm. the, you know, the starting of the existence of the earth and how the evolution has taken place. And so it's so hard to say exactly um, the different levels. There's a lot of theories that we've actually um, been a lot more advanced in higher dimensional fields in the past. If you think of the days of um, the Egyptians and even Atlantis and Lemuria, that they actually had higher access of, of technology and information. Um, and then if you can think of like the fall of Atlantis, the theories of what happened there was, um, you know, they stepped into maybe too much power too much technology too quickly and then they had the fall of atlantis mm -hmm. um and then there's some other theories of you know some dimensional beings came down and um mutated the dna which then unplugged us from the 12 and 13 strands uh, down to the two strands of dna which unplug which then created this dormant dna which scientists actually um, have been trying to figure out what the dormant dna is done um, for quite some time and they're still not even really sure so there's so many theories on that, but yes, the one dimension, the two dimension, you're exactly right, right? If we looked at a, a piece of paper, um, and this is why I love sacred geometry and I teach sacred geometry in a lot of my courses as well, um, because you can look at a piece of sacred geometry that is just drawn on a, on a piece of paper and it looks two dimensional, mm -hmm. but when you start using it in the quantum realm, right? You can start making it three dimensional, four dimensional, um, I've seen it in really like deep meditative states in the eighth dimensional field, which is so hard for our human mind to even comprehend, comprehend what the eighth dimensional field would look like. Um, so it just starts adding more layers, right? If you can think two dimensions on a paper, then three dimensions. And, you know, the three dimensional field is exactly what you're saying. Sense, field, touch, it's matter, right? So we're yeah. in this density of matter, which is just, lower um vibrating molecules yeah so as we start to speed up right the molecules start to speed up the particles start to speed up and mm. it's less dense it's less matter it's more frequency vibration which is yes. really the language of the universe yes and something that i've learned and taught to my clients is like when we're in those lower level energies like anger and sadness and shame and stuff our molecules are vibrating slower, which then makes us more dense, which makes it harder for the things that we want to come to us because it's almost like there's a, like a brick wall in front of us. And so what I'm hearing you say is the higher the vibration at some point, it leaves the 3d and it goes into other, other types of dimensions. That's right. Exactly. And you know, that's why for say like manifestation, right? It's like really feel the emotion, really put yourself in that place, feel the excitement, feel the joy, already feel yourself as being abundant. And that's how you speed up the process of bringing manifestations into your reality. Um, because when you're working with that emotion, right? With that feeling, if we're stuck in anger, if we're stuck in victim, it, mm. it, 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 almost acts as like this magnet, right? Where it just like yeah. resists and kind of repels what we actually want from us. Yeah. Um, and it's in this speeding up of that vibration where things start to move quicker. Things start to come in your life on, on a quicker pace. I love that. And I will just tell you that ever since meeting you and 
joining the collective femme experience and working with sacred geometry. I need to show you these cards afterwards. They're so amazing. I would love to. I bought these cards thinking that they were like Native American influence because they said the Native heart. And I had no idea that it's all sacred geometry. And I'm just like, wow, I'm so glad these cards found me. Um, but I was just saying when I, when I first met you, I was totally never heard of this stuff, but for me, I know that when I hear something and I'm like curious about it and intrigued by it, that's my signal that it's meant for me and to go there. And there's plenty of things that I've heard of that I am like, eh, no, not for me, but sacred geometry. I'm like, so again, I'm going to come from like my, my little 3d mind and say, when I heard about sacred geometry, I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> it's just shapes. I don't understand, but working with the sacred geometry deck that I have now, like I told you, I forget the Remember, um, I sent a video and it was like, I was like, I was holding this card and I was doing the meditation, just literally holding a card with what was the shape on it? Cause you were, you said it was like the most powerful. Uh, I think it was a tetrahedron if, oh, sorry. No, it was uh, the dodectrahedron, which is one yeah. of the platonic solids. Yeah. Which I don't know what any of that means, but I just remember holding it, doing the meditation, feeling so much energy move through me, like sensations. And then I'm sorry, this is TMI, but I like ran to the bathroom and like unloaded. <laughs> it was, I was like, whole, and I had already gone to the bathroom that day. <laughs> like, and I was like, what is going on? And you were just like, what did you say? It was just an energetic purge. Yeah, I think yeah. so. That's so funny. So if you could talk just a tiny bit about sacred geometry and why would someone begin to do work with sacred geometry and maybe like some signs that sacred geometry is calling to them. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So, you know, so many people that I speak to about sacred geometry that have no idea what it is, I show them a symbol and instantly the reaction is, oh, I feel like I've seen that before and it feels familiar, but I don't know what it is. And it feels familiar and, and people are intrigued by it and want to know more usually because it literally makes up the fabric of everything in our reality, in the seen and unseen realms. It is embedded in our DNA. It's embedded in our cells and our, our bloodline and our bones. And, you know, it's in the computer and in the ta in our, in our table, it's in every piece of matter. It's also in the space between the matter. And it's known as the divine language of creation. So the best way that I can explain it and how you're kind of saying, you know, it just looks like shapes. And when you first see it, it that's what you would think, right? And that's kind of what I thought too, it's, oh, it's these cool designs. And then I started seeing it when I started exploring with psychedelics at a young age. And then that's really what intrigued me. Well, why are we all seeing this same, these same geometric patterns and shaped? Mm. What exactly does it mean? It has to have a deeper meaning because I feel something when I experience witnessing them. My body vibrates in a new way. I get excited. I feel like I'm remembering something. Mm. So I love that. It is said to be the quickest way to manifestation as well, because when I speak into saying the divine language of creation, so we as humans speak uh, with words, 
right? Language, which is a very slow way of communicating. Mm -hmm. um, in the higher dimensional realm, so say if you connect to whatever word you connect to, right? God, source, energy, universe, creator, um, will communicate our spirit guides, our, these higher dimensional beings that are here to work with us, they communicate through vibration, right? Through frequency, which is a very- um, like telepathy, is that? Yeah, and, and it's a very, um, it's a very uh, like high level of way of communication because one sound or vibration, it's the same as light language, right? One sound or vibration can actually hold paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of information in, in one vibration. Mm -hmm. So as these vibrations come down from higher dimensional fields and they start hitting the density of the three-dimensional realm, they start to um, transform and manifest into sacred geometry shapes. So those shapes are actually vibrations and frequencies down from a higher thought form. So if we wow. can learn how to translate or use those shapes, those shapes hold a lot of ancient knowledge, sacred wisdom. There's a lot of information in those shapes. And that's why it's like, why do I feel something when I look at this? Yeah, And it's really sparking that deepest remembrance of who we are. And it's giving us access if we understand how to work with it correctly of how to tap into higher levels of information and not only tap into it, but also translate that information. Um, you know, it is said that in ancient Egypt, if you look at all of the hieroglyphs all over some of the pyramids, there's sacred mm -hmm. geometry everywhere. All over and there's a lot of theory that, that, that they crack the code of using sacred geometry to access higher dimensional fields. And that's actually how they received the information, the technology from higher realms to even build the pyramids and have the technology yeah. that they did at that time. Wow. That is so amazing. And I want to just share a personal, my personal experience with working with sacred geometry. And I also just want to say like, you're not working with it to just like get things happening, right? You're, it's So I just want to make that disclaimer, but, but also um, ever since I've started working with it, and again, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but I literally took the class with you, started applying the meditations and doing the thing. And I mean, I've been making reels on Instagram for years and I've had like seven reels go viral. I've had like 300 new followers. I mean, nothing's converted yet as of yet, but it's, um, and again, I'm not like, Oh, do sacred geometry to like make more money. Like obviously there's so much more. What I, what you've taught me is that sacred geometry really allows more light in and more light brings more information. And just kind of what you were saying, it's like, if you look at DNA, like underneath a microscope and actually all the way down, it's shapes. It's like different little shapes that, I mean, I remember learning about that in school. Um, and I also wanted to share during our um, plant medicine retreat, I was seeing sacred geometry in the sky that night. Um, and I was like, oh, and I had never really understood it <laughs> until then. Um, Okay. I love I that. Yeah. So I guess why would someone begin to do this work and what are some signs that they're maybe ready for to, to work with you or sacred geometry or anything like that? 
Mm, well, I think, you know, if you're listening to this and this sparks some sort of like, ooh, that might interest me, that's usually a sign from your higher self, right? That little like intuition hit of like, follow those breadcrumbs. Um, if you've ever seen a piece of sacred geometry and it's something that makes you feel some sort of way, maybe you feel some vibrations or something in your heart space. Um, if, if you feel like you connect to it in any way, it's mm. most likely meant for you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for me personally, kind of like you're speaking into, right? Uh, the work with sacred geometry for me has been so powerful. Um, and yes, the byproduct, right, of expanding ourselves, bringing in more light, bringing in more information is abundance. So whether that's abundance of money, abundance of uh, community, and whether that's an online community, right, you're saying more followers, um, your reach mm. is getting bigger, right? Yeah. So you're reaching more people, your reels are blowing up. And this could be because you're starting to embed more information in just all of the work that you're doing. So it's holding a higher vibration, more yeah. people, when they see it, they're interested, they're clicking, they're watching, they're liking because they feel something right. It's, mm. it's sparking this deepest remembrance of who they truly are and the spiritual path that we're all meant to walk here. Oh um, and so good. So good. Like this, <laughs> what you, Oh God, what you just said, like, I just felt that in my whole body. Mm, yeah. Well, and it's the sacred geometry is coming alive, right? Because it's like, yes, this is, this is the, the embedding of the, it really is the blueprint of creation. And it's the blueprint that's within all of us to want to create and expand um, and, and deepen our spiritual growth. And, you know, the information that I've received through sacred geometry is that not only is it going to doing the work with it daily, not only is it going to expand, um, expand every part of my life. It's also because we're multidimensional and everything's kind of, uh, simultaneously happening right now, right? The past, the present, the future, everything's happening right now we're connecting to our higher selves on higher timelines, that working with this sacred information that's unlocking here, the growth that you experience here in this lifetime is actually shifting your spiritual destiny on all timelines. So it's not only like what wow. growth can I do here, but it, the ripple goes so deep, right? It connects to your higher self, your higher self starts expanding. Um, so it's, it's just, it's really powerful work once you dive into it. Oh my God. That's just, I feel like they should teach this in elementary school. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you imagine? Um, all right. I'd love to just switch gears for a moment. And I would love to talk to you about the galactic family. I would love to talk about, I guess, aliens. Um, and really, let me start by saying um, that I've always believed there was aliens, not that I've had like an experience or any sort of anything like that. But in my mind, I just feel like it's silly to think we're the only ones out here. Right. Like to me, that's just silly. Um, but ever since I've met you and ever since I started working with sacred geometry, sacred geometry, and this idea of like a galactic family and star season stuff has just been coming in my field. And by the way, I, I just, I like, I want to define words when we say field, we just mean like our, our experience, right? Like our, our space, not just physical space, but mental, emotional, spiritual space. So 
yeah, like ever since I met you and I started learning about these things, like it's just popping up here, it's popping up there. And for me, that's always a sign to kind of keep going on that road. Um, but you really introduced me to this idea. So can you talk to my listeners about the galactic family and kind of what you believe and, and all of that? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, I feel like, I feel like I could talk hours I know. about this topic, but to really break it down, you know, um, I was fascinated with aliens, my whole childhood and into my teenage years, I watched all of the documentaries and I was just, yeah, really fascinated. And then in my early twenties, I believe I was 21. This would have been back in 2009 or maybe 2010, something like that. Um, I was on a camping trip with friends and I saw this uh, spacecraft hover above me and it was massive and it was in the shape of um, like a tetrahedron shape and it was like glowing green. And I remember I couldn't move. I just felt like frozen. Like the, it's the, the frequency that's coming off of it. You just like, you can't move. Um, and it didn't physically take my body, but my uh, astral body went up in the ship. Mm -hmm. I fully connected with these beings. And at the time it was almost felt like when I came back into my body, like it was a dream and it was so incredibly powerful for me. And I started to realize that these beings that brought me up into their ship and connected and started communicating with me were known as the Pleiadians. Um, and not much long after that, I had, like you're saying, these synchronicities, these mm -hmm. wild, wild things happening to me where I could not deny my experience. Um, one of the examples would be when I like, I'm oh, sorry, sorry, right now my ears are ringing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm feeling a lot in my head, but go ahead. I just wanted to. I love that. that. I love that. I mean, and that's like a sign, right? It's, it's yeah. your, uh, your guides and your higher self coming through most likely the Pleiadians uh, speaking through you. Um, so one of the examples that I can give is about six months after this, when I was really trying to understand this experience and integrate it because no one around me understood, you know, back in 2009, 2010, there weren't many people that were awakened on their spiritual journey. Um, and a good friend of mine was actually at work and this guy who worked with her, who had just started there came to her and said, you know, I had a dream last night and in my dream, this being came to me, I believe he was Palladian and said, it is so vitally important that this book get to my friend. And he's like, to the point where I had to go in my garage in the morning and, and get this book. And he, get, he gave it to her and she brought it home and said, this is for you. Wow. And the name of the book was Bringers of the Dawn by Barbara Masiniak. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my name is Shiloh Dawn. So Dawn is literally in the title of the book and reading the book, it says, you know, if you've received this book, you are, you know, you're a Palladian, you're, um, you know, part of the galactic family of light and you're down here on the soul mission. You're this light warrior here to really anchor in higher levels of consciousness. And as I'm reading through this book, my mind is just being blown. And there was no doubt in my mind ever again, that this is exactly who I was. This was my path here. And clearly it was them, right. Guiding this book to me for me yes. to understand my experience with them a little more. And ever since then, I've just been so connected to them. Um, I started connecting to my higher self, who's Pleiadian. Um, her, her name is Akaya. And after I really connected with my higher self, who's Pleiadian, I then started expanding into this whole other world 
of other um, galactic lineages. So there's the Pleiadians and the Pleiadians are really known here to, um, to us more because they're the next in the evolutional scale. So if you think of right, the level that we're vibrating at, they're vibrating just a little higher than we are. So they're actually able to communicate with us more than some of the other beings who are vibrating on a higher level because they're closer to our vibrational field. Um, so um, there's the Pleiadians and then next would be the Syrians. Um, the Syrians would be some of the ones that brought technology down to ancient Egypt. Um, there's uh, the Arcturians. The Arcturians are more known as like, um, how can I explain them? They're, they're more of like our protectors, the guardians of, you can almost say like the guardians of our universal field. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have the Lyrans. Now the Lyrans are some of the oldest uh, galactic lineage that are in our uh, galactic center. And they were actually on a planet Vega and Vega was destroyed in a galactic war many, many eons ago. And so they were kind of spread out then through the Pleiades and through Arcturus and um, there's Sirius A and Sirius B, two different planets. So they kind of spread out through there and created new lineages and new spaces. Um, so I find that there's a lot of star seeds here on this planet that were actually in that galactic war in Vega as a Lyran being. So there's a lot of star seeds that I find have this like aching of like of home, right? And it's almost this like deep knowing that like they can never go home because their home was destroyed. And so there's a lot of star seeds that I come across that um I feel really homesick being here on this planet. Mm, that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to just say it in my own words to see if I have it. Cause I've been thinking about this since we've, I've learned about this. So it's, it's almost like today's modern human has ancestors that go back, you know, 10,000 years or whatever and star seeds, like their ancestors actually go back even further to beings from another from another planet another dimension Does yeah ab absolutely yeah star seeds are um you know souls that didn't originate here on earth they've come down for this time in earth's history because we are going through the next evolution evolution of our consciousness mm -hmm. so they've come down here to really anchor in this this higher consciousness of light um, and, and have a deeper understanding of what it means to evolve in a, in, into a higher dimensional field where someone who has just really walked in earth, in earth life doesn't have that coding, doesn't have that coding yeah. within the DNA. So it's something that's so outside of the idea that it's hard to actually anchor in that, in those systems. Um, and because earth is a free will, uh, a free will planet, um, the higher dimensional beings were trying to just work from the outside. And then they realized that, that they couldn't actually, um, evolve the planet in the way that they were really yeah. meant to and evolve. So it was, well, let's put some feet on the ground, needless to say, kind of thing. Yeah. So because, because man has free will and is it because the ego usually chooses not the path of love is like. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, you know, 
earth is a place that, you know, I don't know if you know who Dolores Cannon is, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's now passed away. But back when she was doing her work, she um, did hypnosis for, I think she said it was like 2000 people or something. Mm-hmm. And the, the ones that she did hypnosis for, she said the number one thing that kept coming up is that earth is one of the hardest places to come in the galactic system and that only the bravest souls who are starseeds actually come and walk the earth life and then there's a lot of beings that refuse to come down here why is it the hardest place because like you're saying right the duality we have light dark right Mm -hmm. we have the shadow pieces we have um, here we have we have emotions that they don't have in these higher dimensional realms we have Mm -hmm. anger we have sadness right it's really there's a lot of suffering in the human experience and it's and it's a lot for some beings um to to walk through so I think that that's kind of just like the, the earth experience, right? The earth experience is to feel emotion, right? To feel it on every level, to alchemize the light, to alchemize the shadow. You know, we all have the feminine, the masculine. It is, um, it's just a place of duality. It's just what was created and and coded to do. I have this, and I actually saw, um, I think your wife shared it and I shared it because I was like, oh my God, this is literally what I think, but I have this belief that souls, I have this belief that souls are kind of like hanging out, just like joyful and light and all the things. And that source God, whoever is like, Hey, do you want to feel sadness? And like, do you want to feel the spectrum of emotions that you don't get to feel here? And I, that, that souls are like, fuck yeah, send me down. Give me, give me an alcoholic dad and a mom that emotionally abuses me. Like, fuck, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and then it's like, we come here and, and I, yeah, I tell myself that because when I'm in my own patterns and when I'm in my own stuff, I always remind myself, like I chose to feel this and I chose to integrate this and alchemize this. And I don't know why, but it helps. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent believe the same thing that, you know, we choose our family that we come into, Mm -hmm. we choose the situations and the patterns and, um, you know, we set ourselves up in this way to have the most growth because like I was saying earlier, right. As we expand spiritually, it actually expands the whole universe, right. It's not just like our own, um, individual experience. And yes, it is, but it's, we're also part of this collective. So as we start to expand and grow, so as painful and hard as it is, it may be, it's everything in our life is really for us here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's interesting you speak into the emotional part of it. I've been learning more about my human design and I know, you know, a lot about that as well. And yeah. um, I was reading into, you know, because I'm, I'm an emotional authority that you're a manifester too, by the way, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and I meant to just, because I, when I feel, I really feel, and I'm highly sensitive and I was reading into it saying that like, I'm meant to, the reason why I feel so deeply is I meant to feel every spectrum of the human emotion mm-hmm. to the deepest core level to really understand human emotion. Like it's part of what I'm designed to do. Um, so that really helped me understand, okay, when I get in these like really, um, intense places of emotion. Like I'm, I'm learning what this emotion means and what it is to have this human experience and this human emotion. And then it just kind of allows me to surrender and and be instead of like, 
like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this and like judging it or what, or creating shame or whatever it is. It's like, okay, this feeling's here. This is really intense and I'm designed to feel this so I can explore what this actually is. And, yeah. and then you detach from it being this negative thing, right? It exactly. just, exactly, exactly. That's literally the, the work that I do with my clients is like, we don't have to be afraid of it. It's really just a sensation in the body. And sometimes, I mean, I was Monday, I was walking through, I just woke up and was so anxious and raw and, and I just was like, I could, it like, it was like painful, like physically painful, the feeling, but I was just like, okay, like there's not an actual knife in my chest. There's just, it's just energy. Like, so I love that. So I have one more question about star seeds. And then I want to talk a little bit about you touched on this sort of, um, how we're moving in ages. I wanted to talk about the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius just for a minute, but before we go there, um, can you tell my audience couple telltale signs that you are a star seed or that you might be a star seed? Yeah, I think, um, you know, just kind of speaking into before, even with the sacred geometry stuff, right. If, if that sort of thing interests you where you're like, Hmm, I feel like maybe I could be a star seed or, or it's always like space and the stars have always fascinated me. And I've always believed in other beings out there. That is a really good sign that you're most likely a star seed. And if that's something that you're interested in exploring, you know, I would really invite that into your field of, you know, dropping into meditation and calling in, right? I'm, I'm setting the intention that I'm calling in um, my galactic family of light, those here to work with my highest good and the highest good of all. And then just see what wants to come in and get curious. And you might start having visions or maybe you start getting sensations in the body. Um, you know, they're here wanting to connect with us. But again, because we're in this free will universe, they are not allowed to interfere step in or make the first connection like we really need to be the ones to to invite them in and say you know I'm ready to connect I'm ready to learn on a deeper level who I truly am Mm. and the deepest understanding of my lineage and where I come from and and the walk that I've walked before Um, and it really gives us a deeper understanding of who we truly are and what we're what we're really truly here to do that's so beautiful. And would you say that's the same with like our, um, like our spirit guides and stuff that they, cause I've heard that before. It's like, you have to ask for the help. Yes. They won't just, okay. So that's really important is to ask for help. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's so funny speaking of the spirit guides. I had uh, a session, I don't know, this must've been like 10 years ago when I first like really started diving into all of this stuff. And I remember, um, who I was doing a session with she was like you have two spirit guides behind you and they have so much to say because I just wasn't listening right I wasn't tuning in I wasn't inviting them in I so I just was like stuck in these loops and these patterns in my in my life and and it kind of made me laugh of like you know how frustrating it must be for them on the other side of of us humans just like bonking our heads off the wall (laughs) and them not being able to step in and, and and um asking for for support right like we just need to ask for support and you'd be surprised and how quickly you feel that support come in. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. Um, okay. So I'm going to switch gears again. And you actually taught me this and, and I had heard this, that we just moved into the age of Aquarius. Um, was it last, last December? Yes. Yeah. December 21st. 21st. It was yeah. the winter solstice. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, can you just talk a little bit about sort of um, what that means? And more specifically, we were in the age of Pisces um, for, how, for however many years, and now we're moving into the age of Aquarius and kind of what a unique, like really unique point in time this is. Oh no. Go, go get a charger. I'll keep okay. talking. Yeah. She has to go get a charger everyone. So I'm going to take over while she grabs her charger. Um, but what I'm, what she's going to talk about is astrologically, um, earth itself has been in the age of Pisces and, and she's going to clarify, I think it's been 2000 years or 4,000 years. I can't remember. And then literally last year on December 21st, 2021. And if you are a part of my community, you probably heard, um, me do a podcast about how we moved into 5d and what that means, but literally the earth shifted. Oh, think of it like this. The sun moves from Taurus into Gemini or whatever, you know, within 21, within 30 days, earth moves. And so, yeah, if you could speak to that, um, about the age of Pisces, like how long that was the age of Aquarius and kind of like what that means. Yeah, of course. I would love to speak into that. So we are, um, currently we just moved into the age of Aquarius, uh, which is also known as the golden age of light. So we have, you know, our calendar that we currently have, right? The 12 month calendar. There's also a 26,000 year long count calendar. And this is a calendar that like the Mayans went by. And there's a lot of ancient civilizations that track this calendar in this way. Um, So back, it would have been 2,400 years ago, we were in the age of Aries. The age of Aries was- the age of Aries. Oh, 2,400 years ago, gotcha. 2,400 years ago, yeah. We were in the age of Aries and that's when women were in their power. And um, we then switched gears and we moved into the age of Pisces. And the age of Pisces was known as the dark age. So this was the time where um, the Roman Empire gained forces with some of uh, some of the churches, and there was a lot of suppression that came in, and women started, um, you know, getting stripped of their power and being shut down. Exactly. So there was a lot of suppression of women, and in the Dark Age, one of the biggest reasons why they decided to put suppression on women is that. They didn't want people to be in their power and understand that there were a higher order of things, right? If we started to understand, well, there's a 26,000 year long count calendar, right? Then, then the timelines of, of how uh, the timelines of our earthly existence doesn't really match up. Why would there be a 26,000 year long count calendar? That doesn't make sense. Women cannot be put into a linear timeline, right? So men, their time, their, their, um, basically like internal clock is every 24 hours right and women our internal clock is you know with our moon cycle so we are actually actually cyclical beings so we cannot be coded any other way so they knew that it would be really hard to um program women to actually be in linear timelines it was easier to program men to be in a linear timeline Hmm. so that's how they took over the suppress that's how suppression and control really came in so the dark era the age of Pisces ended, um, you know, there was a lot of uh, theories that it was going to end on December 21st of 2012, well, which is what the Mayan that. calendar had predicted. Yep. There's a lot of theories that there was actually a glitch in the timelines. And if you look at the numbers 
um, you know, it switched from 2012 to 2021. So it was like the numbers kind of switched on that timeline. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then we switched into the age of Aquarius and the golden era. So this is known as the age of the rise of the divine feminine. Woo! And the reason, yes, exactly. Here for it. And the the number of the age of the rise of the divine feminine, right? The the number of the, the feminine number in numerology is 13. So we're actually shifting this from my mind, by the way. Yeah, I we're shifting. 13 was an unlucky number. Well, and it's funny, right? Because that's the programming. Yeah. So we yeah. want to be programmed that 13 is a bad number. So, right, we're in this system of 12, right? 12 months. There's like we, we're, we're in this system of 12, 12 mm-hmm. d- uh, strands of DNA, but we're shifting from 12, which is linear, which is the patriarchy, right? The suppression, the control to a system of 13, which is a higher power. It's the feminine. It's the creation. Um, so they say that there's going to be this pendulum swing, swing, right. In any, um, like within the first 200 years that we shift into a new age, that there's this massive pendulum swing. Oh, so it's going to be the age, the rise of the rise. years. <laughs> I was thinking yeah, the, it would be better by next fall. <laughs> just kidding well it's just the rise of the divine feminine for yeah. 200 years and then it'll balance back out because of course right we we don't want any energies in in uh to overpower or offset the others right to really bring the earth back into harmony we not only need to bring you know balance back into the feminine and the masculine and the collective it's also like how do we create wholeness within self right it's the energetic systems of our masculine and our feminine and creating this wholeness and this balance within self. So there's going to be this balance, but it's going to be the rise of the divine feminine first, because that mm-hmm. energy and that, yeah. that pendulum awesome. swing needs to break down that's the right. systems that are in place. That's right. And that's literally what we are experiencing real time today. I mean, with things going on in Iran and exactly. here in the U S Roe v. waving, I mean, it, it's, the way I always describe it is it's like things get worse before they get better. It's like, I think a lot of patriarchal systems are having temper tantrums right now because they're feeling it. And so that's kind of what we're living through right now. And I just find it to be so unique that I chose, we chose this moment in time to come back. And that's why like here on my corner of the internet, where I'm building community, you know, to help build this new earth. It's like, we chose this, like we're here, not just to, not just to push what's been, but to actually create a new, like, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not here to like uphold the patriarchy. You're here to like break that motherfucker down. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And that's the thing, right. It looks like there's a lot of chaos on the planet right now, but it's those mm-hmm. old systems that are no longer working and no longer serving our highest good need to break down so we can create a higher paradigm and a, and a new way of living, a higher way of living. Yeah. Do you have any advice for uh, anyone who I feel empowered now, but I think a lot of that is because of meeting you and, and really just like doing more work on myself and like understanding it's not all fucked. Like I'm actually here to help, but do you have any advice for someone who might just be feeling like, my God, like what the fuck? Like, (laughs) this is so goddamn hard. Like, 
you know, do you have any advice for someone who is like really feeling activated by sacred geometry and the galactic family and all this whole conversation that we've had? Do you have any advice for them about day to day or just big picture to help them get through this or to help them be the light that they came here to be mm, as yeah. the light pours on me? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, there's so many light beams coming in on you. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I think like the first piece of that is like really feeling the, what the fuck and the anger, right. And being pissed off and, oh my God, I've been lied to this whole time. And I think there's a lot of the collective that are moving through that, right. It's almost like the, the different stages, right. Of almost like grief, right. Of like walking through feeling those emotions And then once we felt those emotions and moved through them, it's like, okay, well, what is my part in this? And how can I really make a difference? And maybe you don't, you know, maybe you don't have enough energy to really hold space for others in that moment of, okay, well, how am I really going to start showing up for myself? How can, because it really does start with you, right? So I would really um, recommend meditation, start tuning in, listening, and seeing what information wants to come through, you know, inviting your guides in, and really getting a deeper understanding of like, what is your purpose? And what does your path look like here? Because if more people could start living their most authentic truth and really finding their purpose, because living, living your purpose and, and really walking that path, it lights a fire in you that is so unshakable. Mm. And, you know, of course, like I still have down days, right? We all do. There's a lot of still, you know, 3d stuff that we have to deal with, like, you know, paying bills and tax, like all these things, right. That are still very in our field. We're still in the human existence. Um, but it's, how are we really, um, carrying ourselves? And, and for me, it's always coming back to that. Why, when I feel like everything's crumbling down around me, it's that, oh yeah, I signed up for this Mm. and I have a, I have a part in this and I'm not only, you know, letting myself down, higher versions of myself down, you know, if I don't really step into my purpose, because it can be really scary. Some of the things we're speaking about on this podcast, right? It's, it's scary to really put yourself out there in that way and speak your truth. And and for me to be like, Hey, like, this is who I am. This is my experience. And this is what I'm here to do. Um, You know, it creates a level of trust within self and a really deep level of, of faith in, in your why and who you are and what you've come here to do. So just explore that really, really start to explore, like, who am I? Why am I here? Um, get quiet and, and listen because the answers are there for you. We just, we get so caught up in, um, in life, right? It's, it's literally designed for us not to have a moment to sit and be quiet and still and listen, right? It's all of these distractions. So being less distracted and and taking a moment and go within. I love that. So I want to just sort of piggyback off of that. And I don't know if you know much about human design, but earth has been um, in a phase for, I think I'm not great with like the amount of years, but I feel like it's been 4,000 maybe, but it's been in the, um, cross of the planning. So like earth and society itself. And so it hasn't been 4,000 years. I think it's been 2000 years, but um, essentially the energy here on earth was all about planning and creating systems and structures and organizations and all of that. Um, And we can see that if we look at our history and we, and I think it's in 2027, earth is moving from 
the cross of the planning to the cross of the rising, the rising Phoenix. Do you know this? I don't, I know. I don't know about this. Okay. And so the cross of the rising, you know how we all have like our incarnation cross. So earth itself has its own incarnation cross. So it's been in the cross of the planning for the last several thousand years, 2027, it's moving into the cross of the rising Phoenix, where it will be there for another several thousand years and the rising Phoenix, right? It's like, just like the story of the Phoenix, it's like the the burning and the ashes. And then it flew up from there. It's all about the individual. So it's like, we're moving from like systems and groups to the individual. So like what you just said is so on point with the human design piece of this, which is like, you need to really figure out what your gift is. You need to really figure out why you came here so that you can bring that. Cause that's what the earth needs. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I have a friend who's very like not like this at all, but she's kind and loving. And that's why we're friends. But, um, she's like, I hate how everything's becoming so individual. All people care about is like themselves. And it's like, I think with black and white thinking, you can think, oh, I have to worry about myself. And what about my family? And what about my job? And da, da, da. It's like, both can exist at the same time. You can be a normal loving person in your community and care about your community. And also really figure out why you're here and not just be led by your programming. Mm. Yeah, I really, really love that. And, you know, I think it's the most important for the collective as a whole and the most loving that we find that authentic truth and that we live by that, mm-hmm. right? Because that mirrors back to others. And, and I feel like sometimes when that triggers others, right, it's only really triggering of, um, you know, maybe how they're not showing up for themselves and how they're abandoning themselves, right? Um, because yes, <laughs> of course, right? It's, it's, you know, I'm doing this work and I'm living my authentic truth, um, not only for myself, but I'm really here for the collective, to raise the collective consciousness, to anchor in more light. Um, and for me, that's the most loving thing that I can do for, you know, the entire planet and the collective as a whole. Um, and it's so interesting that you said the 27th, because I did not know any of this. 2027. Yeah, yeah. 2027. Mm-hmm. Um, so 27 is actually the number of the galactic center. So Whoa. it's very interesting that because we're, we're starting to move towards the, the frequency and the energy of the galactic center, meaning that the earth, that the energy of the earth grid is actually like connecting in to the 27th degree um, which is connecting into the, the galactic center. So that's really fascinating. And I'm curious to know if there's some sort of connection between that year and us fully maybe merging with that 27th degree. And maybe that is the rising of of the Phoenix. Possibly. Yeah. I'm going to have to look into that a little more. You got the wheel spinning. Oh, yay. Well, gosh, you get two Gemini's in a room and you are going to have a good conversation. I have, I love you. I, this has been such an honor. Um, I literally physically feel like so open and I've never seen this light pouring into my room the way it is. Like you are so powerful Shiloh and I love you so much. And I'm going to be coming to do a private medicine ceremony with you and your wife very soon. Um, Let everybody know how they can find you, how they can work with you, all that good stuff. Um, Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram uh, at Shiloh underscore Dawn. Um, And 
I have a few different programs coming up. I'm actually doing a free masterclass on sacred geometry and conscious astral travel on uh, October 27th. And then I'm going to be launching Amazing. a deep dive, um, six week course on really diving into uh, sacred geometry, how to utilize it into your, your daily practice oh um, and conscious astral travel. So teaching how to um, open your divine channel and connect with your guides. Um, I just like the, these things really get me fired up. I just, I love being a teacher. I love giving other people the tools to empower themselves mm -hmm. um, and really connect on those, those higher levels. Um, and then, like you said, I also do medicine journeys with my wife, um, which I feel so called to do. Um, it's like the most loving act of service for me. Um, it and is yeah. a one of a, one once in a lifetime type of opportunity to receive what, what she just said, how she's mm -hmm. like, it's an act of service. I'm telling you, you've never experienced anything like it before. I, I can say that with full, full confidence. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, there's such powerful containers. Um, yeah. And then I do one-on-one -on -one work. I do month-long containers. There, there's so many things that I do. So if I resonate with you and you're interested in connecting yeah reach out connect um on instagram and we can go from there yep so it's at s-h-y-l-o underscore d as in dog a-w-n as in nancy yeah that's right yeah exactly okay. i'm very very thorough with my with my thank names you thank so you much. so much shiloh i love you i love you i love you and i love you too thank you we'll do this again Ah, everybody, that was such an incredibly rich conversation, just filled with so many layers of all the things that really light me up. Um, you know, I'm really new to this world of sacred geometry and the galactic family, but what I can tell you is the moment I heard about it, something awoken within me. And I have actually since learning about sacred geometry. And, and I said it in the podcast, but ever since then, it's just been showing up in so many different ways. And just the other day, probably like a couple of weeks ago, I stumbled into a store that sells, you know, crystals and candles and all that fun stuff. And I saw this beautiful card deck that is called the Native Heart Healing Oracle. And when I saw the title, I immediately thought it was something of you know, like native spirits, native Americans, indigenous. And I thought that was cool. I, I definitely wanted a card deck like that. But what I found when I brought it home and opened it up is the entire deck is sacred geometry and uses sacred geometry. And I've been meditating and going to the, into the woods and going to the water with these sacred geometry, um, visuals and having the most profound experiences. Um, so it's very, very cool. And really, I just want to put this on your radar that if you're listening to this today and all of a sudden things start to pop up in your field, sacred geometry, um, you know, anything about the Palladians or the galactic family or star seeds or just anything that we talked about today, if it starts to pop up into your existence, pay attention. This is really important. Pay attention. Okay, guys. So this was an amazing conversation in the show notes. I do have the link for you to 
join Shiloh's free masterclass on sacred geometry that you can go check that out. And as always, if you are someone that is looking for support on your journey, if you feel as though you're stuck, if you feel as though you are in your own way, the work that I do is supporting you in that. I help you return back to your truth. I help you find your compass, your North star, because it's different for everyone. And so I am taking applications now for one-to-one coaching. I have some incredibly exciting offers in my one-to-ones, different um, price points, different access levels, different, um, you know, different levels of, of the work. Um, I am offering breath work and hypnosis and all the yummy things that have helped me in my life that have helped Shiloh and, and all the people that I've had on the podcast. It's really just about finding your way back to yourself. And I'd be honored to support you in that journey. So if that's you, please send me a DM. I'm on Instagram at when hustle meets flow. And for those of you that have been following this journey, I want to let you know soon, not too soon, but not too far away. There's going to be some big changes coming to the brand. And I can't wait to reveal that till next week. Bye.